Hey guys, welcome behind the bunker. It is Monday night. We are back live in studio after two weeks. Yeah. Or was it three weeks? Two weeks. At least two weeks because we had one week. Oh, we took July 4th off and then we did a pre-recorded show last week. So we are back and I guess that is two weeks. So thank you guys for tuning in and joining us. We are live from our studio. This is live. We are not recording. Um, yeah. So my name is Todd Ansich. With me, I have Josh Zuby Zabrikis. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Gavin. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. That was a couple days ago. I see Marcello Costa in the live chat well, uh, wishing Gavin a, a, a happy birthday as well. Yeah, and a thank you to uh, Marcello for reminding me. Reminding you? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that what Facebook's supposed to do? I'm not on Facebook. Is to tell you? I get an email every couple of days reminding me on Facebook that people's birthdays are there. I'm that the it's still Sean it. Riddle's birthday? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so welcome. We also have Joe Kimson from Flaggerters Paintball. Greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to a beautiful Behind the Bunker. It is a fine night. It is about 30 degrees Celsius here. It's super hot and it's also garbage night. It's just green bin and recycling tonight. If you're in the mood, you can take it out. Take out the trash, if you will. Otherwise, we're going to have some Behind the Bunker. We'll talk a little bit about paintball and maybe some other things. Is anybody having any odd things happening with their Facebook? Mine doesn't seem to be working... All Mine's that, working fine. All that, all that hot. Okay, there we go. Well, I see everybody in the live chat. I see guys in the YouTube chat as well, so thank you. Um, also, welcome to all of you who have been downloading the podcast. Our numbers hit a bit of a bump again this uh, the last couple of weeks. So, uh, it's because we weren't here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe if we stop producing podcasts, <laughs> our, numbers will, our numbers will jump. Yeah. Dan and Hardy says it's 108 degrees in, in Texas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I spent a week in I spent a week in Florida, and um, really, I spent a week in Florida, and it was super hot down there as well. Uh, Matt says he's having a pro- bit of a problem with our air internet, so waiting for a live signal. Don't do a stream. Like, don't go on Facebook if you can. Oh, hang on a second. Let it. me pop up the chat and close. How do you? Yeah, there you YouTube's. go. But how do you? Just um, pause Facebook. Oh, I see. All right, but yeah. you're staying green, or? Uh, it is trying to stay green. Okay, sounds good. I'll pause Facebook. Will my chat still work? Yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, pause, if you pause the video, the, pause the, the, still, video. the I can still do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chips Ahoy, Roger Weber's there. Nice. Uh, what do we got here? So a uh, couple things in the news uh, in paintball tonight. Again, we're talking about this, which is does one genre, speedball, magfetter scenario, uh, of paintball require more skill than the other? Who do you think uh, is does one discipline of paintball require more skill than another, or is it uh, is it the same all the way across the board? We're going to take your opinions as we go on over the course of the broadcast. Uh, head on over to paintball.media for their uh, this month's online magazine. It's live. Check that out. Exalt has released their new bunker in. Uh, paraphernalia make sure you guys check it out it's available at stores now so go check it out as well as uh, they are back for a limited time the all slime green swab so check that out we have uh, exalt protective case combos and uh, uh, reflex complete protective combos all back in stock so check out your local retail store this was sent in by happy holton uh, don't miss out on August 27th uh, for the big PL game. Uh, get yourself signed up for that. 
Speaking of Happy Holton, he sent this in. This is what it's like when doves cry, Josh. This is uh, three Aww. of our biggest fans. Well, two and a half, because uh, I would say George Hay likes Crocs more than, than us. Yeah. But uh, there you he go. He also counts as two people, because there's George Hay and his beard. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's glorious. Look at it. I haven't that's seen true. it in, in person for a while. George needs a little bit of just for men, though. His his beard does look no, distinguished with the, the grays, but the away. salt and pepper's in. <laughs> it's in. It's clearly I, rocking salt it. Salt and pepper's in and dad bods are in. Or so I keep telling myself. Uh, this is a real bag of chips. I stole this from his Instagram feed. He 3D he was, printed that. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. I was like, oh, he printed a, like a 3D cup. And everyone was like, isn't it a vase? It's a vase. It, isn't it a, is it a vase? vase? But it's got a light Vases. inside it. It's like a candle thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like it, though. I, I It's something that I'm super jealous. I always wanted to have a 3D printer. Oh, I maybe, just can't maybe justify having his, one. For his Sensi business. He's got a, a maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Begichip. Isn't Sensei a... That's, a, that's like Kung Fu That's a karate, fu- karate guy. Is that uh, different? Does he not run sensei. the dojo? <laughs> sensei? It's a sensei. <laughs> yes, there you go. It's very different from the multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. Oh, okay. And uh, Zane Smith posted this in the Behind the Bunker <laughs> viewers' private uh, Facebook page there. You guys are welcome to join. Just send a request if you want. Spotted in Cambridge, high heel Crocs. That was Gavin on his birthday night. Gavin does not skip calf day. <laughs> no, he does not. Um, so... I, I, I was off last week. Uh, I, I went down to, to Florida with the family, and uh, we were at Disney, and we were going to head out one day, and then I saw this on the TV. Channel 36 was airing Red Dawn. It was on AMC. It was on last night. I had to turn oh. it off because I had to go to sleep. <laughs> All 11 million hours of it? Yeah. And which one was it? The good one or the, the good one? The 1982 version. Oh, nice. It was the original one. It had original. Patrick Swayze in yep. it. Yep. Um, so I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whatever. Um, well, there's no naked volleyball scene. It's not worth watching, right? No. Has anyone... I'm not going to give any spoilers, but has anyone seen the new Top Gun yet since we since no. the last couple of weeks? I no. did. I saw it. And what'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I like how you think I've left my house in the last two weeks. Well, you never know. Movie popcorn is alluring. Red Dawn is 1984. Yeah, I don't see the cute. Uh, yeah, you're probably right because I don't see it on here, but that's why I just is. looked at IMDb. Yeah. You know that I. Sad thing is, Red Dawn though, I would probably watch Channel Up and watch Law and Order before I watch the Red Dawn. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, big news: This was just released about three hours ago from Nerf. Gelfire. Huh. They've come out with their very is first. This, is this their version of Pepper Balls? <laughs> No, it's their version it of, like uh, of their whatever it is. Splat oh, ball splat. or what do you call it? Splat Gel ball. Gel ball. But this is a good thing. I think it's a fantastic thing. They finally have uh, they finally have a, 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 a gun that, that will shoot jelly these little jelly balls. These little orbs. I, I saw it on someone's I like orbs. Instagram reel who's from Aus- Australia. Yes. Because in Australia, they can't have a lot of real things. So jelly ball is a big thing where he is, uh, He is, and he's a big jelly ball guy. So he was quite excited about it. But I'm excited because they have this Tim is... Tim Miller, he's real. It's from Nerf. It's kind of cool. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got in the world of newness from Paintball. Uh, um, Dan and Hardy says, what about a gel blaster flamethrower? I think you technically have to call it a gel blaster, not a... F- It'd be like napalm. 
Um, wouldn't that not be cool though? Um, bear me with me for a second. If Nerf got into paintball, it would because that is a huge name, right? Yeah, under the I mean, Hasbro huge umbrella, name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hasbro is a big, big company. If they got into paintball, that might shake some things up a little bit. It's kind of like when the mass merchandisers really started carrying paintball. You know, it's when the Stingray. The Stingray came out, Brass Eagle came out, and then the mass merchandisers. And that's when, you know, in early, you know, 2006, 2005, six. that's when, you know, paintball peaked 2007. So maybe we're, maybe we're primed to um, have somebody, you know, jump in that is, you know, a company that would maybe give paintball a little, the action sports industry a little bit of a kickstart. Yeah. I would love Nerf to get into paintball. The problem is it would turn into Splatmaster. It, it would t- well, it would turn into like the, the all the all the crappy mass market brands. Like for us who are who own our own paintball guns and 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 um, you know have all the high end stuff, the Nerf stuff would just be entry level stuff. It'd be a great thing to get people into it, but I don't think any of us would be excited about it. Yeah, but it, yeah, it might bring you know your birthday parties in, kind of like Splatmaster has done and, and stuff. Yeah, and Steve, thank you to uh, Stephen Mayer, by the way, for uh, pointing that out to me. I was I was thinking more like name recognition, right? Yeah, like so, some kid walks up to their mom and goes, "I want to play paintball," and you know, and then she what, what does she do? She gets on the jujel and then types in paintball, and who knows what she finds out, right? Whereas if some kid says like. I want to go play paintball. You click in paintball, and the first thing that pops up is Nerf. Nerf. Like, everyone's heard of Nerf. Everyone knows what Nerf is. Like, it's that, I guess, comfortability of... Yeah. Steven Meyer says Hasbro wouldn't want the liability. But look at the... Um, but what, Hasbro, how many people have shot themselves with darts without wearing glasses or, or safety, look at those, safety wear? What are those guns? I'd venture sh- to say daily. What are those? Gu- the world, what, are the, what are those Nerf guns that shoot the round, hard balls? Those things go rocketing hard. I well, didn't know there's such a thing. Yeah, they are. What are they called? Uh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. Oh, They're yellow. Yellow. Yeah. I will look. Just yeah. give me a minute on the internet. Oh. I'd venture to say more. Oh, it's okay. So under the Hasbro name is like a bunch of stuff like Transformers, um, rivals. Um, Rivals, Rivals, that's it. Marvel, Princess, but they also got Beyblades in there. Uh, I've seen kids get seriously hurt by Beyblades before. Yeah, it's the rival those rival balls. They they recommend that you wear glasses, safety glasses with them. But how many people actually wear them? Zero. Yeah. How many how many kids are at home and their friends come over and pick up a Nerf gun and a war ensues and no no wait I have to grab my safety goggles. Oh, let's not forget. Hasbro is um, Power Rangers. How many kids have been drop kicked from the top of the couch because <laughs> Power Rangers? I, 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 That's I, like mass martial arts to the kids. <laughs> I watched a little preview video of, of the Nerf uh, gel blaster there, and it, it is one quarter of the jewels of a regular Nerf dart. Hmm. So if you think about it, Nerf darts are, you know, especially if you're not wearing goggles, Nerf darts could be deadly. I mean, I'm not trying to be a wuss or anything, but they could be deadly in, in, in an eye or an ear socket. Yeah, when you nose put thumbtacks in the tip. Or if you're standing yeah. in a puddle and you hit an electrical socket, they could be deadly in an electrical socket. Yeah. As well as your ear or eye socket. Uh, when we were kids, we were playing Nerf over at my friend's house, and he fell and bit his tongue. Put a significant chunk out of his tongue. Ugh. He had to have Ugh. three stitches in his tongue. Really? Yeah. 
So I'll try to find out more information about the gel fire. There's nothing on their website. It was just on uh, their Instagram feed. Don't worry about it. Dan and Hardy <laughs> says, I have two teenage boys and I'm sitting on a Nerf gold mine. My boys wear paintball masks when they play with rivals and gel blasters. There you go. Dan and Hardy is following the safety protocols oh. that people want. Also, let's not forget that Nerf now is weak compared to when it first came out. Do you remember that bow and arrow thing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're also forgetting lawn darts. <laughs> I have distinct core childhood memories of getting lawn darts out of my grandmother's shit. <laughs> lawn darts is some craziness. Yeah, I wonder what year they took the metal out of lawn darts. Otherwise, the fun out of lawn darts. No, let's admit, lawn darts were pretty metal to begin with. Yeah. So lots on the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about uh, does one genre, speedball, magfed scenario, etc., uh, require more skill or uh, or technique than and than others. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. First, we're going to check out Joe's from the vault segment, where every week he goes in his uh, vault and brings out something old, something uh, something you may or may not have seen before. And uh, why don't we check that out? We'll be right back. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball and I show you something that's kind of cool, something that's old and something you may have never seen before. Today is no different. Today I will show you really one of the first semi-automatic paintball uh, markers in the paintball industry. This is the F1 Illustrator. Kind of cool, it's all aluminum made. It's got the um, basic M16 grip so you could change it with most Magpul components if you wanted to. The detente is very similar to the auto mag. It has the little sort of uh, tension detente that would prevent the ball from rolling out. This one has a, a grip on the barrel, so it's more of a submachine gun version, if you will. But you could field strip uh, this with, it's basically toolless disassembly. And believe me, you would need to toolless disassembly if you were using the F1 Illustrator because they seldom worked. But it's really lightweight, kind of cool, but anyway, Thanks for watching this week's segment of From the Vault, and we'll see you next time. Pew, pew. Hey there, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault, where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball, and I show you something that's kind of cool. And I will fall. It's a no-take already. That was, um... Your ca so I was out, I was, I was out looking for um, some some things in in one of my vault vaulty areas and i was trying to film my vaults in the wind with my phone propped up against the bed of my pickup truck and i took my one of my my k-bar and stuck it in the hole on the bed of the pickup truck and had it leaning and it was doing a fine job until a gust of wind came and blew my camera my phone down and so i decided to abandon ship and go home and film in the regular vault location so listen that's, to this guy that's what i did listen to this guy who's my pickup truck i drove a pickup truck oh i thought you were referring to his multiple studios <laughs> my outdoor studio <laughs> just random spots you, in his you backyard could see, you can see in the background of my of that outtake the um the where where all our stuff is at uh, on the flag raider uh property waiting patiently waiting patiently to be to be um assembled uh, no i'm maybe very, someday I'm someday in our lifetime and anyone that may be wondering how it's going we still we are still chugging along uh the process of getting that property or some property rezoned so that we can once again operate and we appreciate everyone's patience and well wishes but um 
We are. Why are you laughing? You watch a lot of letter I was just gonna say, did you binge letter You pluralized two things that you didn't need to. I didn't need to. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, genre hunter. Um, anyway, so that that's kind of where we're at. But we'll 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 see what happens. But we appreciate everyone's kind words and uh, well wishes. Um, Valton ain't easy, says Wolf in the live chat. I wasn't Paul Valton. I was just <laughs> Valton ain't easy, but it's necessary. It's necessary for a weekly thing, but I, do, I, if you would have seen where I had to crawl wolf to get some of these, some of these items out over top and through things, and when we, when we move, when we moved the field from Bingham's, we just sort of took everything off, and that was nicely organized in the shipping containers, and just took it from the top shelves and just put it down on the floor. So we sort of wedged everything together to make sort of this so nothing would shift when the shipping containers got picked up. And um, we were hoping that it would be a much shorter, you know, stay than it has been. But, you know, they're still there. So to get to where my vault things are, they're in the back of the 40-foot shipping container. So they're at about... Um, the 36 foot mark. So if you start at the door and I crawl in and I go along some shelves and then I crawl on top of some other shelves and I can go in, but then I get into position and I have to dig a hole, move boxes so that I can stand on the floor. Then I start shifting stuff around and eventually I'm blocked out and I get what I need. I, I grab a few things, throw it in a knapsack, put it on my knapsack, and crawl back out. It's quite fun. You should do a and vault of the storage locker five foot at a time. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, but it and it but keeping in mind the shipping container is not air conditioned. It's about a million degrees in there. It's like being in an oven. Yeah. So it's pretty and hot. It's no fresh air in there. Either. No fresh air, and it's dark, and you got a flashlight, and you're trying to hold the flashlight. It's it's. The worst it's quite is, a thing for you guys, and I hope you appreciate sounds it. Sounds like the tunnels in Vietnam. It was just <laughs> like, it was like when I was in Nam and Chu Chi outside of Saigon, but yes, now Ho Chi Minh yeah. City. But it's it, you know it's it's bad because over the last couple of years, people have asked me. They're like, hey, you know, with this JT craze that's going on right now, do you have any old goggles? Do you have any of these? Any of that? Or you know, any of our old stuff that I have is boxed up, but it's buried and it's buried inside the bowels of sea cans. And it's like, well, why don't you just go look for it? Roger Weber's confused. No. What do you mean by sea cans? Shipping containers. Or Connex Connex cans. I'm not sure there. what you call them. Whatever you get when, you, when you're when st- you sitting on your yard and the, a transport pulls up and it's full of Velcro to make the world's greatest armbands from Team Tags. It's where Roger imports his staff from. That's right. <laughs> to assemble them. Nice. Dan and Hardy over the hill and through the f- woods we go to Flag Grader. Oh, over the hill and through the woods to Flag Grader's fields we go. That's kind of like a nursery rhyme. But anyway, yeah. thank you very much. And hopefully soon. We're working on it. We are not giving up. We are uh, still full steam ahead. Unfortunately, we're on a calendar that doesn't move at the speed we'd like it to move at. But uh, we're getting there. We're working at it. We're getting there. Um, all right. Well, why don't we start on tonight's topic? Uh, Matt, can I have that sheet for a second? This isn't the sheet. No, I know. But that's I'm going to need that in a minute. So if you guys want to post in your in the live chat uh, what your thoughts are, and again, the topic is, does one genre of paintball like speedball magfed scenario require any more skill than the other? And before we do that, I'm going to tell you guys about Planet Eclipse. Did you know that every game, bunker, or gunfight has a story, and now is the time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product? Whether you're storming at the beach or landing the snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. 
Planet Eclipse, creators of happy endings. Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smokes gives you the cover, color, and contrast you need if you're taking pictures in the picture or want to be out of the picture. Pull a pin on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Airups, inflatable designs to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent. Nothing can beat Airups, thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, or multiple color and print options. Don't let your game be deflated. Get Airups. Ruthless. Rome was not built in the day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless offers fully supplemented team packages. Everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your order. Uh, Exalt's often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out in front and in the game. Tournament ready, battle proven, available worldwide. DLX Technologies menu, uh, inspired by the best, DLX has created the new benchmark and high performance markers with a TM40. The evolution continues with a light, sleek, and fast marker called the TM40, only available from DLX. Ride 519. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you're sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go, day or night. Use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off your ride at ride519.com. Sir. Um... But or nice to see you in the live chat. We'll have to have him back on the show one of these days. He's going to talk to us about the forty fifth forty first anniversary of <laughs> VFT. Yeah, yeah. Be nice to have a, a new a new autococker or even another another refresh of the uh, carnivore. But I'm sure he's got things that he can do. He's 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 probably has spare parts in his closet. It somewhere. would be nice to have a marker just not made in China. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So let's hear from you, ladies and gentlemen. What are you guys thinking? What does one genre or or tight top um, type of paintball does it require more skill? Do do the players of that have more skill? What do you guys think? Um, Ryan McGee says that my opinion on tonight's topic is that this subject is nothing but divisive uh, to the sport as a whole. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. I think that's what Todd was going for, Ryan. Wait, were you in our marketing <laughs> meeting? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You hear it at the field all the time. You know, you hear the speedball guys going on about how they practice all the time and how they're all the all, all the all the rage. And then you, you know, but then you see the guys on the scenario field and it takes a certain type of player to play those, you know, play on a scenario field and have their head on a swivel and... I, well, we'll let you guys kind of come up with your your comments and uh, on what people had said, but I think it's two different things. I don't think you can really compare them anyway. There's some really good there's some really good comments on on my sheet, so um, No, I got the sheet with all the shitty ones. No, I I got <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. They're all good. Um all right, so you hear, heard it here Bud Orr is working on a new pump. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there you go. Is like a pump to fill air tanks? No. Oh. Maybe a pump gun. Not a pumpkin. That's around Halloween. Yeah, we'll talk about that in October. It could be growing pumpkins. Maybe he's though. making a machine. A machine On the CNC machine, he's making aluminum pumpkins. Aluminium. Aluminium. Anyway, uh, Phoenix uh, Gasparini says, We are all shooting paint, but the practice and skill that comes along with each discipline is what sets them apart. Mm-hmm. Agreed from yeah. a from a field operator 
former field operator, hope to be field operator again. I would say everyone's, you know, everyone's shooting paint and they're all on all on the field. As long as you have people out at your location from a, at your paintball park and playing at your park, I think that's what you want. Whether they're playing speedball, rec ball, whether they're playing jelly ball, or whether they're playing airsoft, you want these folks at your field and you don't want them... Uh, going elsewhere you don't want them to go to the bowling alley you don't want them to go to the trampoline place you want them to come to your paintball park and pay a gate fee and shoot some paint have a good time and tell their friends to come back again and hopefully knowing that in the future there'll be a brand new uh, uh, war games product oh sorry Paul Poston in the live chat says hello all, and we say hello all back to all the Postons. All Paul. Wa- watching and listening in uh, the podcast version. Postines? The Postines. Postines? It's a Postonbility. <laughs> the plural of Postons. Is this? Um, Dan and Hardy says Woods and Hyperball, then Mounds back in the 90s. Speedball and Scenario Play are probably at the top currently uh, for talent. Yeah. Uh, Ransom Gortson says they both require just as much. Of different skills. Yeah, I agree. Alan Whitaker each has its own skills required, and they overlap if you get technical. Skeet, skeet. I would say so. Yep. Yep. Alan played a little bit of paintball back in the day. Alan did play some paintball. Yeah, but the question is now, where are you now, Alan? Yeah, what have you done for me recently? Isn't he in (laughs) Fergus? Yeah, he's farming or something. Fergus or is he... uh, No, um, he's um, he's just on the other... Wallenstein. He doesn't live two blocks Somewhere away Somewhere at anymore. Is he? Area, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Nightmare PB says... Lil Listowall. <laughs> yeah. He's in Listowall, which is He's like... in the Home of Leonard No, that was, ge- yeah, that was Joe Listowall. guessing what Nightmare PB had to say. Oh. No, Listowall. That was <laughs> no, it. It's a one word. Nightmare PB does not say Listowall. Though he was at PRZ this weekend. Uh, he says, nah. Okay. Yeah. No, he said, um, they used some words I didn't understand, so I'm not going to read them. Okay. Um, well, that's nice. They each, have the, they each have their own quirks, but understanding the fundamentals of paintball will greatly aid in all aspects of the sport. Yeah. Um, you didn't use the word genre, but that's okay. Wolf says, no, all require different skills and different skill sets. That is why this game is so great. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can agree to agree. We agree to agree. Yeah. I was like, we'll, we'll go around the horn as well, unless you guys have more on your I sheets do. that I, you want to read. Yeah. I would, I have, I would like to read. I have Braden's, and I have, I have a couple I want to read. So Braden Raymond says, if you take the average player from any different type of game, you will see similar results, putting them each into a different setting. However, if you took an above average player out of tournament sending it into the woods which many of them play anyway with classic and mech events they would still have the advantage by far but one thing i've always known is to be true paintball is everyone has a shooter's chance yeah yeah um neb nella but many skills crossover snap shooting patience laning field awareness running and gunning running and gunning yeah Justin Mike Dudley says, shoot, move, communicate. Um, That's all it is, really. Yeah. 
I get, yeah, that's true. Ian Ian McCombs, in my opinion, personal experience, advanced speedball players have superior gunfighting skills. It's a core function of their genre. He used the word genre. Uh, their gear go. is lighter, smaller, and not burdened with the aesthetic requirements to look like real guns. The best wood ball, woods ball players I have encountered were also high-level tourney players. However, I find there is much to learn from players in any niche. Yeah. So that's I, I agree with his his point with the guns. Like, you can have a really skilled player with a you know with a with a mo- not a model ninety eight but like a like a scenario style gun. But when you get a guy who who plays with a, a speedball gun that's ambidextrous that can shoot left and right handed, that does make a difference. There is a skill skill difference there. But you can take you can take the best player. You know whether he's a speedball guy or or a scenario player, and put him in any any type of sport or any any type of play, and he's going to do well. He may not do perfect. Like if you take a speedball guy and you put him on the woods ball field, he may have a snap shooting, he may have his running and gunning down, but he's also a little more tunnel vision than the guys that play all the time that keep their head up looking around making sure that they know what's going on because you don't have a team when you play scenario i mean you have a couple guys you play with but how often do you get separated we know that firsthand yeah so you're on your own a lot and um you know you get a guy who could read the field and um you know they can they can eat apart the speedball players so we were at living legends many years ago and we were playing on the field and i remember it was also a psp weekend same same event happening that weekend. Same and, same. And there was um, Pete, Mr. U, um, I, Tom Taylor, and a bunch of other pro guys out there playing. Travis Lemansky was out there, and they were playing. And we happened to catch up with these guys, and they were cleaning people's clocks to a point. Like when they got up to these bunkers, they were doing well. But then all of a sudden, you get these other guys, the snare guys in camel. They come up around the side, flank them, and just wipe them all out. So I mean. Yeah, they had the gun skills and they, you know, they are professional paintball players. But when you get a guy who's on his own turf and they know their own their own style of play, I think they're gonna come out ahead. I, I think I think every sport has a you know has has its own thing. And, and and to say speedball players are better than scenario players, I think that's I I don't think you can say that. Uh, if you move a scenario player to a speedball field, yes you could say it. But I think if the roles were reversed, I don't think you can. I think I think there's enough good skilled players that know enough of their their own thing that it really doesn't matter, you know. True. But I don't know. What do you think, Devin Swartz, who just came off watching uh, Maverick Top Gun? Nothing compares to be able to move up the field with your wingman or team, <laughs> unless it's Goose. <laughs> good yeah, you for don't you. want Goose to be your wingman. No. Um, Jason Kerr, I'd rather go into the woods and shoot a lot of paint and get dirty as something and enjoy myself and there's no skill to shooting paint speedball is another level i am ho i've played it most certainly not built for it but you get better as you play more yeah but, but the, you take rental players little johnny's birthday party and you put them on a speedball field they have the same amount of fun as they do when they go out to some prop fields because it's even they're playing against guys of their own skill level you know, there's nothing worse than going up to a speedball field and playing against a division higher than you, you know, and getting your, your butt kicked. I mean, when you want to just go and have some fun. Yeah. But when you're playing amongst friends or people that are the same caliber as you, it's awesome. The funny thing I I find about playing, like, big games where we get, like, the professional 
players playing, like you were talking about, Todd, they get on the field, and yes, they clean up for about five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're gone. Yeah. yeah. Because they, and, you know, everyone is sitting there going, yeah, sometimes they kind of, people will kind of fill in behind them, but it's like, you come out, you wreck stuff for five minutes, you're gone for 25 minutes, so you come back and you wreck some more stuff. It's like, is it a different skill set? Yeah. Is it affecting the game overall? Not really. Well, some of these guys, the sort of, guys that yes, play on the scenario field, they're great at holding holding bases and holding things. But taking it like they they can't clear a field like a scenario player does. You know? No. Um, and I know that's a broad broad ra- you know rationalization of, of, of what I'm trying to say here, but I, scenario players just seem to be better on their feet for moving around. Uh, some of the scariest players I ever played against were guys that were super unpredictable and you could never find them when you're playing on the scenario field. You know, you oh. see them for a couple of minutes and they disappear and you're like, okay, where did Brian, they go? Where Brian did they Griggett, go? He was the worst. Game would be over and Brian just come walking out of the building like, where were you? <laughs> it's like, oh, and then like yeah. five people will go, oh, no, Brian shot me out. And you're like, he was on my team. I didn't even know where he was. But yet he cleared out half the other team. Like it was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where he went, but he disappeared. Yeah. Um, sorry to all of you that are watching at home or trying to watch at home. Our internet sucks ass right now. But what we're doing is we're still recording it, and it'll go live uh, on uh, any any place that you get your better podcast from. That's where we are. Um, plus, it'll also be up on YouTube and Th- Facebook. This is from my this is from my bro- flaggers brochure that I found. I knew I had the writing. Since 1983, Flaggers has been teaching men and women, groups and individuals, the basics of strategy with the fun and camaraderie of team sports. It's an easy game to learn, yet difficult to master. So there you go. That is paintball in a nutshell. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's easy to learn, yet difficult to master. Whether you, I think whether you're playing speedball, rec ball, woods ball, mag fed, or anything like that, it's a game that any any it really has no no limitations and no boundaries. Anybody can, you know, come out, try it, and if you like it or if you dig it, then you you get more into it and you you become a master. But it is an easy to learn yet difficult to master. Yeah, you know, what you I go. I find humbling about paintball sometimes is when you get shot out by a rental player who you didn't see or they made a move and you're like, holy crap. If well, that you're goes out back to the unpredictability of a rental or a good player, That's yeah, like true. if you're out playing golf, some guy who just comes in off the street, never played golf before, or comes out, he doesn't beat you, right? He doesn't eliminate. He doesn't get a hole in one. He doesn't get a birdie. Like his, he he doesn't know that, right? You couldn't take an amateur person, and put them on a football plate for the first time, and like get massive amount of tackles and catch a couple touchdowns. That'll never happen. But yeah, in paintball, you give somebody a, a marker and they sit in the back building and they eliminate the last two guys in your team. Like, who knows? Right. Yeah, I suppose it is a more level playing field. It's pretty level. And yeah, sorry about everyone that's uh, complaining in the in the live chat. We don't know what's going on. It seems to be Facebook issue. Um, I think uh, we think it's Facebook. Yeah, everywhere, we stopped just... on YouTube right now just to sort of free up some bandwidth to to, to fight with Facebook. But we'll re-upload everything to uh, to YouTube and as well as it'll go up as a podcast anyway. So no, not not to worry. 
And we we and have then, to we have to sorry we have to thank everybody that's taken the time to um, answer the questions and you know put some thought and you know thought and their ideas and you know into into these answers as well. So it's quite fantastic. Thanks everybody. Yeah. And, uh, one last uh, comment from my cheese to shake the tree a little bit. Robert Shear says snake players and speedball are, are the top of the paintball food chain. How much do Milsim pro paintball players make a year? Just to playing paintball. That's a, that's a, that's uh, true. I mean, okay, so it's not about the money. Yeah. So no, but the fact that somebody is willing to pay someone just to play. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I guess that could be said about any professional sport. But yeah, I also know of scenario. Uh, how can I say this without? I know that some people who general games have made deals and have covered some expenses for scenario players and scenario teams to play for them so how is that different than a snake player getting paid money and when i say getting paid money let's be realistic the team that everyone was talking about this year that had all the money at the beginning of the season that we're (laughs) offering people it really still wasn't real money by the terms like a, a regular professional athlete would be getting yeah right it's almost like well, Olympic money. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's pretty bad. And let's be serious. If you're a professional paintball player, I, the perk that you have to being a pro player like that is often because you work for one of the large companies. You work for one of the yeah. large companies and you may get your gear covered. You get some, you know, you get your lodging, you get your airfare covered to get, you know, when you get to, you know, your destination, you have somewhere to stay and you get, you know, with everybody else, with everybody else in a big house yeah. or something, but like yeah. it's not like you're getting picked up necessarily in limousines and you know team buses and driven to, driven to the stadium. So yeah. it's, you know you're still going out between games and getting your own paint. It's, yeah, not, it's like not like Josh you... and his professional froth league that he belongs to, right? No, froth is out of this world. But it's not like <laughs> if you it's it's not like if you're the star quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts, like you're not in shipping and receiving on Saturdays and Sundays, right? Like. Yeah, I bet the star quarterback for the Argos probably is, has a part-time job. It probably does have a part-time job. <laughs> does drywall of the offense? What's that? What do you, the CFL players don't make anything near like Not the much. NFL players? No, but CFL players are still well into six-figure. Are they? Oh uh, yeah. I knew a guy who was a kicker, and he didn't make crazy money. But... It's because he's a kicker. It was like five minutes out of the entire year. Yeah, they make or break games sometimes. Yeah. Spines out, but still, it's like you know, if you're on the Toronto Blue Jays, like you're not customer service selling tickets. No, but you do have to make public appearances and meet and greets with fans. I'm sure that's contractually. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah. like he makes the QB for the Toronto Argonauts makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. How's uh, how's the stream right now, ladies and gentlemen? On uh, still slightly more on than I internet <laughs> or on uh, Facebook rather. Um. And yeah, I mean, paintball's also yeah. Paintball still has that consumable. I mean, if you go to a basketball game or something like that, I guess you're still paying stadium rents and stuff. I, I really shouldn't say that, but we're just not there yet. There's just not enough people watching. You know, if if a major sports league picked it up, much like they picked up froth, which I still hate, um, and, but I don't understand why people watch it. Uh, any and professional you- cornhole players? How yeah. is that a thing? Do you know what the part that bothers me the absolute most about Froth? 
<laughs> is just in random spots. Just random areas. They're like, here's a froth course. Yeah. Like, you walk into the park, and you're like, where did this piece of shit come from? <laughs> like, looks like the Put higher- swings in for kids. I don't care about this chain circle. Thi- like, looks yeah. like the highest paid guy in the CFL is making $170,000 a year. Oh, boy. So. Okay, well, let's break this down for a second. How many games do they play a year? Not many. So Stephen Stephen Mayer says, I know someone married to an Edmonton Eskimo. Uh, They're not the Eskimos anymore. Yeah, they're not the Eskimos anymore. They're the Elks. And he works as an accountant on the offseason. Yeah, okay. I would want him doing my taxes. So, so, okay, so he probably makes $100,000 a year, right? So he makes, what, $10,000 a game? Yeah. Each, Each game might, what, take you four hours to be there? Longer than that. He's making over a thousand dollars an hour. But I'm sorry, but if you're playing, if he's an account in the off season. Good for him. Isn't football like you're kind of writing a check of when your body's going to give out? Yeah, like the CFL is a little different than the NFL, but yeah, CFL has looks like 19, 20 weeks of scheduled, twenty one weeks of scheduled games. You make ten thousand dollars a game, but you have to pay for your own food. <laughs> you got to get there. You got to get to the stadium yourself. <laughs> I, you know what? We're laughing at this. I bet it's one of those things where it's like, listen, we're only going to pay you hundred thousand dollars a year, but here's your condo, here's your car, here's your food allowance. Like, yeah, yeah, it might be. It's a all little different. oh perks of the job rather than yeah, straight up salaries. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, for sure. Well, a lot of athletes seem to make more money on endorsements, anyways, right? That's the reason why they have sneaker brands, oh, yeah. or Gatorade. That's or... why LeBron James is a million, a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't seem like our our Facebook stream is doing very well either right now. So maybe what we'll do is uh, instead of maybe getting into some other places, it very much so. <laughs> Maybe instead of getting into some more paintball chat, we'll just finish off the show with a little bit of off-topic stuff, like sure. our after show, and then uh, we'll head out. But uh, as I said, I I, um, I wanted to get into this a little bit. I, I traveled last week. I went to Florida with the family. And um, if you guys are considering traveling in any way, shape, or form right now, I would highly recommend that you not. Um, if you read or, or, or watch any of the news networks, they're not lying and they're not exaggerating when it comes to um, the delays at the airports. Have you guys seen any of this st- nonsense that's going no, on? No, that's why I asked I've seen it, it on yeah. the news. So I have a friend. I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, I'll just call him Alex. But I, I, I texted him before we left. He works at the airport, Pearson International. And I asked him before. I said, you know, listen, my flight's in a couple days. We're flying out. Is all the hype, you know, fake news or is it actually that bad at the airports? And he said, no, it's bad. He goes, they're having a hard time finding staff. So you're lucky to show up at the at the pier, at, at, at the airport when they're actually at full staff. He goes, that's what's causing the baggage delays, the customs delays, everything. You know, um, at Pearson, we, we got there early. We got through security pretty quickly. We were lucky that we were one of the first flights out of the day, so it wasn't terrible. Coming back, we only packed carry-ons. We didn't pack luggage to, to be checked. And when we came back through customs, which was a which was a gong show, the only way we made it through is because we had Nexus passes, which was like a like your your uh, what do they have in the fast states? Pass. Fast pass in the states. So it's it's kind of like that um, or TSA pre-check. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. So because of that, we got through security quick. But then when we went down the steps to to where all the baggage was, 
there was hundreds of people standing around carousels that weren't moving or lit. And there were flight crews from several different airplanes standing around waiting for their suitcases and baggages as well. And then there was like hundreds of suitcases that were just sitting there that looked like they had collected dust. I don't know what the story is on that buzz, but it was a nightmare. And thank God I had my, my luggage with me. Otherwise, I don't know how long we would have been there. Now, is that just domestic or is that for both? Like, I think it's anywhere. I think in general, they're having a problem with, oh, and they're also having shortage anywhere. of pilots right now. They're canceling flights because people, they just don't have the flight crew. Wow. Yeah. So if you're going to travel right now, you're almost better just to drive and stay away from the airports. Um, I think with the pandemic, people have come back too quickly and airports haven't been able to gear up and, uh, and, and do that accordingly. But I'll also say one thing. Every, the, the travel market right now is thriving. Everywhere is busy. Resorts and hotels are busy. Everybody's traveling. But remember, we just came out of a recession and people have a bad time remembering social cues. Think about traveling. You know how many pylons we ran into and how many morons were at the airport because they forgot they had to do certain things? No, like, I don't believe that because they're all at Costco this past week. <laughs> <laughs> but when we used to travel, we all had it down as a system. Like when we went to Extravaganza, I've never been with more, more, more fluent people at the airport because we knew. You know, yeah. we knew what we had to do. We had our sh we had our belts off of our pants, our shoes off our feet before we even got there. We already had our things separated. Like customs for us was a non-issue, right? But it's like everybody forgot which direction and what they had well, to people do. People have forgot how to drive. It's evident. So if you can't imagine, that's a simple task: getting in your car and controlling it. Imagine going to the airport with a bunch with your entire family and a bunch of people. It, it's like herding cats. Yeah. But Wolf, Wolf said. He's traveled twice in the last two weeks, no problems. You guess he's lucky, so. Yeah. Well, he has a private jet, right? So. Yeah. Charles Holton says. He's got uh, that pro player, uh, pro, <laughs> yeah. pro player paintball money. Yeah. Uh, Holton says uh, all his flights have been good. But you know what? It's it. I, I'm not saying if you're flying, you're going to have a problem. All I'm saying is just be prepared for it to happen because it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's happening all no, the time. I've, I've heard horror stories of Pearson. Yeah. yeah. Keith says, uh, I mean, I. He goes, I got to watch another podcast on Mondays. I just got off uh, the other paintball podcast, and that guy was a militant, but oh, I don't understand. I, uh, he says we, he likes our podcast, so I'll take that as a whatever, but uh, I'm not going to badmouth another podcast. Um, but I'm all, oh, I'm all out on of the all out. Oh, well, Out of all the other Canadian podcasts, I like you guys. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Um, and Wolf says Die has a private jet, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to get Die part of the show so we can get on that private jet money. I'm surprised you didn't fly out of Buffalo as opposed to Pearson. Well, here's the thing. Like, again, like we had JetBlue from two years ago. This was a credit we had oh, to use right. up. And I think that... Maybe it wasn't our only option, but it seemed to be a good option. And to be honest with you, a month ago, we didn't hear anything about travel problems. Everybody was just happy to be going places, and the airports were still... Joe and I flew out of Toronto in November, in November and it was it was fantastic. Yes, there was nobody there. <laughs> I don't even think we got there. Like We got there later than we would normally have, but still early, and we breezed through customs. Yes, that's it true. Was, it was a joke, but... Um, yeah, so just whatever. Be aware if you guys are... And border crossings right now are pretty crazy. Like land crossings? Yeah, land crossings. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of doing their thing again. So whatever. Re try to remember That's your That's why you should take cues. the tunnel. 
(laughs) (laughs) What tunnel? The Mexican tunnel? Yeah, another one in um, Detroit. There's a tunnel. Is there? Yes. Goes beside the underneath the St. Lawrence River or the St. Clair River. There's a tunnel in Detroit, isn't there? I did not know that. Hmm. I do know they're building another bridge. They're building another another bridge. Well, good for them. Um, I will say where I went in Florida, which was Orlando and Kissimmee and Orlampa, everything was business as usual there. It was like there was and like everybody's back to normal. Um, Called the Detroit Windsor Tunnel. When did we go to... As normal as some people were from Florida. Well, yeah. When Okay, so (laughs) we went to Florida many years ago and it was after the recession. And we, we go every year because of World Cup. And I remember driving up the main drag and half the stores being boarded up and it looked like we had some sort of huge financial crisis or something. Do you remember that? What year was that? Was it after? It was just after the last recession, wasn't it? It was like probably 2009. Something like 2008 was the big crash. Yeah, it was 2008, 2009. Yeah, I think so. And then every year we've been back, it's been like, you know, new things have been opening up again. And finally, they were at full vacancy. So then the pandemic hit. But I think everything, when we drove the main strip, everything looked like everything was healthy and and back to normal. So, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So when you weren't watching Red Dawn on TV, were you watching the um, on Netflix? Have you seen that DB Cooper? Uh, no, I'm interested in watching that. I put it. Up, I put it on my watch list. Last it's night. it's worth watching. And also, is Tom K in it? He was in that <laughs> more than I was expecting him to be. Who yeah. Tom K? Tom K was in yeah. that on a few really? of the episodes. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Um, I started watching Devil's Advocate because I'd never seen that movie before. It's an interesting. I'm movie. done. I'm not watching. I'm not going to finish it. I watched King of Staten Island. That was something I downloaded for the plane, and I watched that. I thought that was well done, but I was expecting more. Um, and that's about it. I I, I didn't get got into... his Netflix opening. Well, because I, I I want to make sure that I I'm, I'm not quoting it. Um, Stranger Things. My daughter watches, and I fake an interest, but I I really don't care. We're watching one more time on the radio. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's well done. I, I just don't have any interest in it. That's all. Yeah. Um, Lemony Snicket um, series of fortunate events, best thing I've ever seen. That was a kids thing, and it was well done. That kept my interest. Yeah, but again, it's good... like Stranger Things. Like it's it's done really well. Hmm. Yeah, but it's meant for a younger audience. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I will say. One of the highlights of my Disney trip is going to Epcot because there's a ride called Soren, and when you get into the to the line and they're just about ready to let you on the ride, you have to watch this safety briefing on uh, on a television, and it has uh, the gentleman who plays David Putty on Sim- on Seinfeld, hmm. uh, Grant Warburton. Is that his name? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm the devil. Name. Not Grant Warburton, <laughs> isn't it? What's his name? Grant Warburton's a guy from here. No, he's a he's a truck driver. He used to play yeah, paintball. Good. That's Grant. Okay, Warburton. but it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Grant. But it wasn't his name, Grant, or something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah. but anyways, he does the safety briefing in Patrick his, Warburton. That's what it's. I knew it was a Warburton, but it, he he does it in that same dry fashion. Yeah. And there's a little uh, a, a character in it that looks like George Costanza that he makes fun of for wearing his <laughs> Disney ears. It's just brilliant. If you get if you get a chance, go and Google Soren intro video. Non-Grant Warburton or whatever his name is, Patrick, Patrick Warburton. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite well done, it's quite well done. Yeah. So, all right, 
Anything else we have to chat about before we let everybody go? Um, I just I, someone pointed this out to me yesterday, and I, I think I've watched it, but I haven't. Have you ever, or I don't remember it? Have you ever seen the SpongeBob SquarePants movie? A while ago. So apparently, someone in my office played me this clip. It's a clip where the cartoon characters are in the real world. Yes. Yeah. And they go into a patty place to order hamburgers. And the people standing in the restaurant are the actual people who do the voices. That's right. Yeah. For the characters they're doing it like they're playing like the guy at the burger hut is the guy like it just it it I don't know. I saw it. and I was just like, wow, I totally missed that when I saw the movie. I think Uh, Roger Weaver says he's the tick. (laughs) Oh, no, I know. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. The tick. Yeah. 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 I don't want to see that. That that's bad news. Did you see that? No. Did you see the tick? The blue I, cartoon television. Yeah, I no, I mean the t- the guy who plays the tick in the television series. No, the guy who plays the tick in uh, what's that stupid show? One minute, not stupid. The boys. Uh, no, the boys. Oh, is that what his name was? Oh, uh, the tick. Oh, oh no, that's <laughs> the guy who had the little cocaine sneeze. <laughs> but then he's oh. yes. Oh, that's so bad. Anyway, that yeah. show is like, oh. So the bad. boundaries that just they cross. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I can't who, even talk about it. Who comes up with that crap? Like, who's yeah, somebody, it's pretty sick. Re, like, so okay, so a poll through the studio. I'm up to season two, first episode. Do I continue? Yeah, I you gotta watch it. Yeah. It's like a you have it's to like see a your flaming orgasm. train wreck. You just gotta keep watching because <laughs> yeah, okay. it just. I did. I I will give props. I watched nineteen. 1914, 1917. That was good. It was a good one. But the problem was, I watched the whole movie thinking, how did they do the transitions and where they put the transitions? But it was good. It was well done. It was well done. I I think I liked it better than Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I watched Mm. it a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah, I I liked that more than Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Butthorse says, I have several holes in my left arm from first strike rounds. Well, but Jesus. here, but I'll, I'll make you. An, I'll, I'll make a suggestion. If you make a new marker when you do for us, um, it doesn't does not need to be first strike compatible. There you go. That, that's, you but know. but I promise you this: you can make us a marker. It could not even possibly work, and we'd still be happy. Yeah, you could give me a block of <laughs> aluminum, a billet, a billet of aluminum, and then I would say, if you could just mail bud. me a screw, I'd be happy. <laughs> Stainless yeah. steel, of course. Yep. Yeah. And uh, if you need to, bud, just drop me a just drop me a message and ask. I I will send you the behind the bunker logo for your uh, for the gun. I'll I'll even create a read. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Why don't Why don't you create the greatest a greatest gun that was week, never a gun? Next week, WGP War Games will be a sponsor of the show. Yep, that's fine. I'll make. There I'll, we go. I'll create a read. Oh, you got to do one for Angel Eyes <laughs> then. We'll just do a, a but uh, we'll just do a War Games read. And I'll try to find some old ads, and uh, we'll we'll do that. We'll start advertising war game products. I have gotta have a couple posters. I have a brand. I have a brand new two K four in a box. I'm pretty sure I have a brand new Outcast pump in a in a box box too. Yeah, but I have a two K four black matte black in a box. It's never even been aired up. (laughs) Has never had the rag on it. I'll make a read. All right. So Bud Orr says, sounds great. We'll we'll start advertising war game products and see if anybody. And we'll do it subtly. We'll just let it we'll let it go and see if anybody oh, catches on or says How many anything. people are we going to piss off with this? 
<laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> You're right, care. Joe. It does not matter. I don't care. It's all about marketing. Yeah, it's because we're uh, an authority in the paintball industry. But what we should do is we should... How get... did you say that with a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> we should we should get Matt to set a precedent, look through eBay and see what autococker pricing is right now <laughs> and set the benchmark, <laughs> and then we'll start advertising and see if we can raise the prices of used autocockers. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Screw, homework. Screw, yeah, screw the Netflix Netflix DB Cooper movie. Let's talk about war wait games. until wait until Netflix announces their earnings tomorrow and see what happens. They're if they're down again, there's gonna their their stocks drop seventy percent. Yeah, and I wouldn't buy I wouldn't buy it yet, but they're doing an announcement, something that they have coming up, and I think it's gonna be a commercial, a, a, a tiered sponsorship level that so. inc- that that incurs commercials Ew. for sure. Oh, like Hulu? Yeah, so you can pay less and have have ads I'm, I'm the guy who happily pays. just like that all unsubscribe from netflix really I, i'm the guy I'm sorry who... look at everything else we have that doesn't have commercials on it yeah that's true that's why true. on earth would i do I, i'm sorry there's a couple of shows that i like on netflix i'm not connected to them yeah I'm same just here. not same here yeah. um i find that each streaming service has one or two things that i want to watch do you know what I mean? Like Paramount, I have AMC. But, okay. Um, Here's the greatest thing about that, okay? Say this season four comes out of the boys and you want to watch season four on Netflix. All you have to do is sit down, pay for one month, yeah, watch exactly. them, and cancel it. Yeah. 12 yeah. bucks to watch an entire show. You don't have to That's sign up for a whole letter, year. That's how I did Letter, Kenny. That's how I'm doing Better Call Saul. Yeah. 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 So why... Like, the only mm. one that I have no problem paying for every month, no questions asked, is Amazon. But that's because it does free shipping, too. Yeah. Well, and plus yeah. you get Amazon Music, too, or I think one or yeah. two other things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is and definitely And they have a, a really value. long river. Yes. You just can't stream <laughs> Amazon on Starlink, unfortunately. And is it, but Amazon also has commercials on their television shows. Oh, do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, because I was watching... Um, and you can't fast forward them. Not Deadliest Catch. What was the Bluefin Tuna one? But I will say Whatever I happily is. pay Wick, um, for a YouTube subscription. I take I take my money every month and I pay YouTube and I get the premium account and I have not seen an ad or have it had to click a banner off since I did that and it's been the happiest time of my life. Speaking of subscriptions, have you yeah. heard about I forget which car company it is, but you have to subscribe to have like heated seats. It's BMW. Like it was BMW. Appar- I was watching the news last night and they talked about a show. It's Jeff Bridges is in. It's called The Old Man. It's supposed to be good. It's kind of like um, Liam Neeson in Taken. So if you're looking for a show, whoever was talking said it was pretty good. The Old Man with um, Jeff Bridges. That's what I was IMDb. A former CIA officer who's living off the grid finds himself on the run from oh. people who want to kill him. That's cool. What so platform? Jeff Bridges, what, current. Well, what platform? Um, Amazon? I don't, I don't know. John Lithgow's in it, too. Yeah. So just something else to keep in mind. Um, oh, what was the one I started watching with the dude from Parks and, and Rec? The Terminal List? Yeah. Have you watched that? I, I'm, I'm into a few episodes of oh, it. Oh, that's good. Is it? Pretty good, yeah. yeah. It's on my watch list, but I haven't gotten The Terminal List? Yeah. The Terminal. Terminal List. Okay. The Terminal List. Three different words. Not about an air, it's not about an airplane. What's or What's an it airport? on? Um, it's on Prime. Prime? Yeah. Hmm. Prime. Okay. What's his name? He plays the superhero too. Doesn't he play Chris? Jack Ryan or? 
He Chris on, Pratt. Chris yeah, Pratt. That's, that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. Former Navy SEAL yeah, officer he does investigates good, he does why his interior platoon was ambushed during a high stakes covert mission. Pretty good. Hmm. It gets crazier and crazier as it goes on, too. I know. I, I got to watch it. I couldn't stop. <laughs> it was like one of those I looked up and I was like, oh, shit, it's 11 o'clock. The terminal list. Okay, there it is. I'll put it on my watch list there. Okay, good. I'm glad. Nice. That. What about Louder go. Milk? No, thanks. That was terrible. Next year, Gavin's favorite show. Next year, you're going to be telling us to wear the Crawdad sing or whatever it is. What? Crawdad? Oh, my wife's been going on about that, too. She read the book. I know. I want to go to the theater to see it. I was like, you have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wear the Crawdad sing. I think the best thing to do right now, if you want to go to the theater, is go watch uh, whatever it is Maverick. Maverick, yeah. What a good movie. It wasn't the nah. best movie I've ever saw, but it ticked every box. When I left that movie, it was like, that was a good movie. Uh-oh. First but time I left the movie theater. If, and- it's easy if your box ticking is loud in popcorn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, why don't we and end Tom this uh, nonsense? Thanks, guys, for uh, listening and uh, paying attention. Sorry, we're a little off tonight. We've been, we've been off for two weeks, and our internet sucks Asked tonight. I don't know why. I'll have to figure that out on Are the back end. Are you using Skynet or uh, Starlink? We did pretty good without Gavin. Yeah. Well, oh, hopefully he's see, having a good birthday. Okay. And- if anybody's going to the movie theaters right now, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna put this out there. But the new Thor movie is out. Isn't Already better that? than Maverick. Uh, Pause of Fury. Did anybody? I would rather watch that one. Uh, Minions: The Rise of Gru. I'd rather watch that one. But isn't there more than one Thor movie at the theater at any given time? <laughs> like, there's so many of those stupid superhero movies out. Right, probably. Yeah. Oh well. Jurassic, All right. Well, thanks, Jurassic Josh, World for uh, thanks for being on the show, Josh. Oh, that Outlaws. That was an interesting premise. It saw it. It got bad after the first couple episodes, but yes, it did. Is that yeah. the one where they're in the mask with the guy with the fancy mustache? Is that what that is? Um, no, it's got uh, um, guy a guy that used to be uh, Ricky Gervais's right hand man, uh, Merchant Steve Merchant. Oh yeah, okay, no, and uh, some other guy I can't remember the name of. But anyways, they they're they're criminals cleaning up a community center and they come across cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was good for about the first couple episodes, but oh, it was on my watch list. Yeah, oh. huh. skip it. And All thanks right. to Joe for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and watching and get ready for the WGP read next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From pumps to semis. There we go. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken sells crawdads now. 30-gallon 30 30 drum. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what you guys are talking really? about. I'll have to research that. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.